RPS Live from Primavera Sound 2022 Proudly presented by Cupra Hello and welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. It's the first day of the full festival and the doors of the forum are now open, which means uh, we have people literally watching us doing interviews, which is an absolute pleasure. Um, and I hope they enjoy it. Well, they will enjoy it because we are joined uh, by a musical star who essentially blew up the Pablo Espanol yesterday in the sort of opening gig. Rina Sawayama, how on earth are you? I'm so great. I'm... So, I mean, yesterday's show was insane. I've never played in a square like that. It was so beautiful. Do, do you know much? Did you find out anything about the history of the square? It's a really weird place. I was trying to read a little bit. There was Our green room was literally the most insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was bigger than some of the venues we've played in the US. It was like <laughs> so big. The ceilings were so high. There was an enormous chandelier. There was like a, a balcony inside it was like a mezzanine it was beautiful um but no no i I don't uh it's basically a weird model village they made of all the spanish architecture so you go like one street and it's like here's an abethan house and you go down another and it's like here's a house from mallorca or something right okay everything's fake so it's kind of weird (laughs) nobody actually lives there it's like a let's make a makeup town nobody lives here actually it's so weird it's one of the best places (laughs) it's like let's go there because nothing's real there. Like, it did seem like a like a set. I did walk through it being like, well, this feels like a set. It's so beautiful. So, okay, that makes sense. So it is a set. Kind of. Kind yeah, of. Kind, kind of. of. No, I don't even really know when I live here. I wouldn't know how to explain it because it's so weird. But yes, yeah. Pablo Español, you played there. And it was amazing. I must say, I was there. And I still haven't recovered. And when I come again tonight at 11 at the Toast stage, nobody missed that because it's going to be the event of the night, at least for me and for everyone else. Thank and you. Yes, please yeah. come. Please. I swear that you're not, you're going to miss out if you don't go. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited. How are you feeling? Like, are you? Oh, well, I'm so excited. I love being in Barcelona. It is such a beautiful city. I cannot believe I'm playing to an ocean. It's so sick. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's amazing coming out of lockdown and then being able to do festivals but definitely this is the most beautiful the most well organized everyone's so lovely and the vibe is amazing the crowd is just so up for it i love it and yeah i i well if 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 any of you guys did see the performance yesterday we're actually doing a slightly longer one today so there'll be a couple of songs that we didn't play including one from the new album so definitely don't miss it. So um, I want to ask about the new album. Have you played, is this kind of an exclusive? Have you played many of the songs from it before? Or I want to say that I haven't, but I actually have been playing it, but only at my um, shows in the US. Right. Um, I actually, oh, maybe I played it on a couple of shows in the UK, but it ha- it's not released yet, so... Can we say it's the continental European debut? In that case? Yes, we can so definitely we say special. it's the continental. Yeah. Yes, it's the Primavera. The first time I've ever played it at Primavera. <laughs> it does feel special. 
you, the stage yesterday was big. I've seen the toe stage is super big. And it's you've grown a lot since the pandemic. I feel like you your stardom, be, it didn't begin, but it really like, I, the words are not took coming. Off. <laughs> took off. Um, during the pandemic, has it been like a shock to you, this growth that you haven't been able to see like naturally above? It has been like, hi, go out of your house. Now you're playing to this big stage. Welcome. How has that been? Genuinely exactly how you described <laughs> it. It's been coming out of lockdown, not seeing anyone, being completely sheltered for two years and then playing to several thousand people <laughs> and being able to go to you know I mean I feel so lucky because I, I get to catch up on all the things that I couldn't do in the last two years including all the festivals and all the shows <laughs> and um, yeah it, you know what at the beginning I had a lot of anxiety about meeting new people because at the time I still couldn't you know test positive for anything because if I did then maybe this shoot wouldn't happen and then how many how many people would lose their jobs if I did that it's like it was a lot of pressure I put on myself but now that everything's relaxed I feel so good it's so nice to see my fans in real life it's so nice to play to real people um those lockdown you know shows that we did like we did uh, we did Fallon um during lockdown and then we were able to actually do Fallon in the studio this time it was big difference <laughs> it was so so much more pressure doing it live but it was so much more fun so I'm yeah just so happy to be here and just to be in this beautiful scenic location out in the open air it's just such a privilege you said you were you were playing in the US right how did it go it was incredible where, where, where were you playing like Was it festivals? Was it? Uh, we did Coachella. So we did two weekends on Coachella. Um, we did, uh, we kind of went like uh, West Coast and then went up and then around like through Central States and then um, out on the East Coast. And we actually played, we ended up playing three shows in New York, which was amazing. I kind of joked that it was a bit of a residency, but <laughs> yeah, it was across a, across a week. We played um, three shows and yeah, we went up into Canada as well. We played uh a venue that was owned by Drake I think it's like a brand new one it was so random but it was we were the 35th uh, like act to play so it was the most the most beautiful venue it was so brand new and so yeah it was it was incredible it was we were tour busing it it really felt like a proper you know come back I guess yeah totally you've got to cut up with all the things that you kind of missed when we were it's all coming now like in a wave and you talked about your fans and and meeting them in person and to many people they describe your music for the girls in the case which is the, <laughs> the best compliment ever anyone could get um but some media outlets who maybe don't understand this kind of twitter lingo or internet yes things that we do understand um and they're like yeah maybe she will break through the mainstream after she breaks this um, queer audience she has. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like your audience is niche? Do you think how? I just feel like queer people have very good taste. And so <laughs> the audience is agreeing. <laughs> and so, you know, throughout history, it's been, you know, queer, um, you know, the, the artists that have been supported by the queer community. I, I, I think it's, it's the best music, I would say. My favorite kind of music. Um, I'm very, I'm, I mean, I'm so lucky to be part of the community. Um, and it is Pride Month um, this month. Let's celebrate. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, it feels amazing to be supported and by the community that you're part of. I think that's mm-hmm. a really um, amazing um, part of it. And yeah, I don't know. It's funny because I feel like, I guess I'm just being myself, but I guess that's kind of like not straight. So that's not normal. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just like having fun with my music. I like having fun with my performances and you know, if that makes me a niche artist, then that's a real shame. Well, I, I have another description of yeah, you. Of you. This is one that I've just been thinking about. Your favourite pop star's favourite pop star. How about that? Oh, wow. That's amazing. Because you've worked with some pretty amazing people. Like, you're talking about Lady Gaga doing, doing the remix yesterday, yeah. Elton John. Like, yeah. how does it happen? Do there do people just get in touch and say, like, we, we love, you know, we love this album, we want to do something? Like, oh, I mean, Elton was you know, he was just a huge fan of the songs I was releasing. He actually was a huge fan of STFU, which is the like kind of the most metal one out of, of my record. And then he became, he was just a fan of every single single that I released before our, the first album came out. And then he supported it so much on his, on his um, radio station. Then he just FaceTimed me one day and I picked up and it was Elton John. <laughs> Elton John's face <laughs> on my phone. How do you respond to that? Hi. I was like, hey. (laughs) Um, But, you know, since then, we've just spoken very frequently. I've gone on holiday with him. Um, You know, I just announced that I'm his main supporting act for the Hyde Park um, British Summertime show. It's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I do, I consider him a friend and he's calling me his chosen family. And I just think his he's just supported me so much and not just you know, from what he says online, but just behind the scenes as well. He's constantly like picking up the phone to this person, like, have you heard of Rena? Um, and yeah, Gaga, you know, I was able to meet her for the first time um, in Vegas because it was quite iconic, actually. We were meant to be in Utah, but then we like, drew the curtains in our tour bus and we were in just outside of Vegas. And I was like, wait, is this Crossroads, the movie? Like, are we doing this right now? And then one of my uh, dancers were like, oh, you know Gaga's playing tonight. So I just like, just called up, you know, my manager and then my manager got in touch with her manager. And it was just incredible. And so I was able to go to, like, she was so kind. She let all 13 of us into the show. And uh, I was able to meet her and she was just so fantastic. Just, I don't know, I just got such a maternal energy from her. She's so, such a lovely warm vibe that's especially one of the things that i like about the industry now like when we talk about the pop girls and stuff like that and like you and gaga and charlie and it doesn't feel like a competition like when we talk about britney and christina it was either one or the other it was a competition between there could be only one pop girl and now it's like an allyship it's like you just said it like you ring one up and she makes everything so you feel comfortable and the other way around and that's so amazing that that's happening now and, and we allow it somehow because before it was like we we had to choose and it feels wrong. Oh, I agree with you. And I would, you know, urge anyone listening just to be conscious because that's what we were, the lingo that we were brought up with is that it has to be one or the other. There has to be one one main pop girl, mm-hmm. one main like rap girl. It was just like, it was crazy that how we, that's what, how we're conditioned to think about women. Um, and actually, yeah, now all I've experienced behind the scenes anyway is just that everyone's so nice. You know, Charlie, especially I love Charlie so much. She's going to be here. Just, oh, she, just, right here? No, 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 well, no. here, 
there. Bed. Oh, over <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I would, I would kind of, you know, around the bag for you, Mark, on the set list. I would just make sure you're there. Okay. Oh, now that is a. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm back. I would just make okay. sure you're there. Uh, I wanted to ask, right? Because when I, I think I first heard about your music before I heard it, and I heard people talking about like new metal guitars and pop songs, and I was like. You'll excuse me. I was like, that sounds awful. <laughs> and then I listened to it and I was like, oh no, that's actually excellent. How did you come up with that combination? Oh God. I mean, I, you know, I don't ever think anything I do is original. I just, you know, I just, whatever, you know, I grew up in the charts when it was like Limp Bizkit was, you know, number one in the charts and then it'd be Tattoo was number one in the charts. So it was just kind of like part of like my musical history, I guess. It just, and for me, it's all about what does the song want to say? Does the song want to be a new metal song? Then let it be a new metal song. And to me, the pop part of it just comes from how the vocals are recorded, how I um, structure my melodies and how I make a hook, for example. And that's just kind of what I do with all my songs, I guess, um, is that I think, right, I'll, I'm going to write the song but who does it want to be? What, what kind of house does this song want to live in? And if it's a new metal house, then it's a new metal house. If it's a country pop house, then it's a country pop house. If it's a little like, you know, rundown bar down, you know, rundown bar on the side of the street, then it's, then it's that, you know, and it's just, that's the fun I have with production and songwriting. And that's, you know, it's the songwriting and the melody writing is just one small part of it. The whole rest of the, the, the part of the process that I'm a, you know, that I love being part of is the production and, that's just that's just a you know I experiment with lots of different things and it's very fun. What do, what do you look for in pop music? Is there one thing that unites the pop music you love? Ooh, how does it make me feel? Right, that's all it is. It's it's like I don't care what it makes me feel, but it has to make me feel something. That's that's all. Like yes. anger or any emotion is good. Any emotion is good because there's a lot of music that just makes me go. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's it. You're like, meh, okay. Like, but you know what I mean? But it's like a good pop song. It's like, oh, that's sick. Like, I don't know yeah. what, what, like, like it can be an emotion that's really like obvious, but I don't know. It can be something that's like really understated, but it's, it's something. It's like substance, you know? And it's, um, yeah, that's all I can describe it. So it just, it has to move you in some way. Yesterday, you talked about the new era that's coming, like, hold a girl. I'm, I'm trying to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> um, hold what's the, what's the, the emotions that are we can expect from this new era? Well, um, it's definitely more emotional. It's more personal. Um, and I would say it's more, it's definitely leaning a little bit more rock. Mm -hmm. um, just to give context to the record and how it was recorded, you know, I, I, it was completely done during lockdown. Um, I don't want to call it like a lockdown record because it's just like whatever. Yeah. Any album that's coming out right now is probably a lockdown record, but um, it was not the way I was used to writing. And it is true what they say, like first album, you have your whole life to write it. And then your second album, you have like a year tops to write it. Mm. So you're just kind of like, you know, trying to get everything together. Um, it's a very personal record to me. Um, it's also one that I've really tried to I just want to write big songs, like big melodies and simplify my songwriting at the same time, making the production a little bit bigger. So there's some songs that are like, 
you know, like the Akasaka Sads and um, Snakeskins of the last record, but it's a different genre, but it's kind of using the same sort of production. It's got the same production dreams. Um, and then there's other songs that are much more emotional. And then there's other songs that are fun, like this hell. Um, but I just, for me, I didn't want to write another Sawayama because I'm just like, that record exists. I'm really happy with what that record is saying. I want to carry that same ethos of doing whatever the hell I want. and But also making it into bots. And that's pretty much the second record. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> excited. I'm so excited too. <laughs> Because you've worked with so many people uh, and duetted and, and worked on production, all kinds of things. Do you have any people like that really, if we can put it out now, that you really want to work with, put it out into the universe oh and onto the airwaves? Are there any collabs in the new era? There is no collabs on the okay. record. That's a tradition I've carried on. It's actually, it's it kind of, because it's such a personal record, I was just like, you know what? Um, it just didn't seem yeah. right. Um, but... I've done a lot of like features with other people for songs mm -hmm. that I really love but would never sit right on my record, you know. Um, but ah, people who I want to work with. I mean, I'm so lucky. I mean, so much of my dreams have come true in terms of who I wanted to work with. I mean, production-wise, Max Martin. Right. Um, the people who I grew up listening to and thinking, my God, they're like the titans of pop, which is like Max Martin and Pharrell, I guess, is like production-wise, I'd love to work with. Artist-wise, like honestly, like my dreams have kind of come true. But I would love to write with Gaga. That would be mind-blowing. Um, I would love to. Oh my god, my mind's gone blank. That's amazing. The answer being, I have already worked with my dream <laughs> collab, which is the best it's answer. Just wild. Like, it's oh so god. crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, this is just so like far fetched. But like Rihanna would just be like insane. I don't know. Let's leave it there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so she sick. ever comes back? <laughs> if she ever comes back, oh god, Anti was such a great album. Anyway, still not over it. Either. I'm still not over it. No. <laughs> well, um, you talked a bit about like how is it so personal to you, your Sawayama, but also this one that we're expecting and excited to hear. And I think one of your things that makes you so important is obviously the Asian representation that it means that you are one of the main girls now and stuff and not only that you talk it actively in, in Shut the Fuck Up for example it's against systemic racism and, and the music video is very funny thank you <laughs> and also you you literally managed to change the rules of the bridge um, which is <laughs> congrats how thank do you. you do that like oh let's my try and it worked I mean, I didn't do it. Honestly, it was the Pixels and the fans online um, who, you know, made just like it was hashtag Sawayama is British was trending like worldwide. And because of that, I was, you know, getting lots of, you know, offers to speak on TV about it. And like, be, and, you know, that really heightened the conversation mm -hmm. behind the scenes for sure. You know, it was like they actually took us seriously because it was it was blowing up. Basically, and so I'm so grateful for I, anyone. The thing, <laughs> the thing that I actually wanted to ask you: if you feel at times pressure because of that uh, to be this representation because you're one of the the only girls that are representing this, even though it's where I feel we're on the right track. There's still few people. Do you feel like sometimes you have to carry more weight than you? 
like you want to do it, but it's also a lot of pressure. Do you feel that or you're so driven by it that uh, you don't think about it that much? Um, that is a great question. I definitely feel pressure, but not for those reasons. You know, like I studied politics. Mm -hmm. um, my degree was politics, psychology, sociology. And I went into it thinking, oh, maybe I'll have a politics career. <laughs> and thank God, <laughs> there is no way I could do a politics <laughs> career. It's like, I came out of that thinking, I'm never fucking becoming a politician. Like, no, there's, there's no way. Um, but like the fact that I can even make a change and I have a platform right now is just so insane to me because that's why I wanted to even think about becoming a politician is so I can actually make some positive change. The only pressure I feel is like, there's so many things that are wrong in this world. So many things that could have attention to it. There's, there's wars, there's like, you know, inequality. And it, it, there's just so much that it's kind of like, it's not like you can choose one, but it's like, it's how can I most effectively be an activist in something that will make a difference? Do you know what I mean? It's like really hard. It's like, yeah, it's trying to lend a voice to the things that really mm -hmm. matter and doing it in the best way possible um, without just me being on Twitter like, yeah, like, fuck this person. Mm -hmm. Just trying to be helpful and positive. Um, that's something I'm constantly trying to figure out because I think there's enough negative discourse that online that I don't want to add to it, but I also want to create effective change. So it's like that, it's that balance that I find the most pressure, I think. I must say, I think you're on the perfect balance and you have done a bit more than some of the politicians. So oh <laughs> you're doing amazing. Um, Your words are mine. Your words are mine. <laughs> Truth. Just facts here. We're just seeing facts. Well, as someone uh, who still votes in British elections, I would very much like to see you get into politics rather than oh, the people I... Uh, Rina for president. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the like the new era is Rina for president. A new album, a new era, and then politics. I and think it's just time to run for president. For the US president, even though I'm not a US citizen. Well, I think it's time. Imagine the inauguration as well, because you wouldn't have to get in like Fleetwood Mac to play. You could just be like, sing. I've been inaugurated and now I'm going to do my live show. So, you know. I would just sing Excess and then it'll just be the, the manifesto <laughs> of, the, of the whole. You would get my vote, <laughs> even though I'm not a US citizen either. <laughs> so we're just changing the rules of politics. But a thing that you have actually added to your resume is acting. You're going to, yes. you have been casted in the John Wick horror movie it, it cracks me up because every time I think about it I'm like I can't believe I'm going to be in John Wick <laughs> you're it actually, actually doing just, it no I know it's insane well how it happened was I got a call from uh, Chad Stahelski the director of John Wick he's directed all the John Wicks and he actually was the stunt double for Keanu in the Matrix um, series and so he's very you know incredible director he called me on the Wednesday and was just like, hey, so he was, he was, he was like, you know, we're doing John Wick 4. And I was like, okay. And he was like, <laughs> you know, I've seen your music videos. Like, I can tell that you can act and like I, your name's been passed around like different casting agencies. Like, I just, I know that you're really interested. And I, and I have been doing like self tapes and auditions like behind the scenes. Never landed anything. Got close to several things, but never landed anything. Um, and he was just like, so it's going to be a lot of work. And I was like, what are you, like, what? He was just talking as though I already had it. And so basically by the Saturday, I'd flown and agreed to spend the next two and a half months 
training and filming and so it was literally like like a high speed train I didn't know what the, what the fuck was it I was doing <laughs> but I was just training you know five days a week five hours a day um stunt choreography I got so hench I was like so mus- muscly it was, <laughs> was so sick that. yeah God. <laughs> it was amazing um and yeah I got to just basically spend every day with Keanu so that was really cool <laughs> Are you friends now? You're friends with everyone. You ha- is Kino in the in the list of your <laughs> list of friendships, amazing friendships? Uh, Elton John, Keanu Reeves, Lady oh Gaga. Oh my gosh! I don't even want to like trouble Keanu with my my <laughs> breath. You know, <laughs> he's such a he's such an angel. He's honestly as sweet as you think he's going to be. He is that, and he also is one of those amazing celebrities because he's probably like one of the most famous actors in the world one of the most famous people but he can just completely make himself like small and invisible in yeah. a way in a way that's it he just wants everyone to be like equal if that makes sense he doesn't want people to treat him like a star he's just like very 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 chilled and doesn't you know there's there's not kind of i don't know I'm trying to describe he's like he's he's not like the a-list like uh actor like ego like none of that just wonderful down to earth so humble sweet and mm. yeah just was so helpful when i was asking him like annoying acting questions uh, i mean so acting singing dancing studying politics etc <laughs> etc it might make me feel a little bit better to be honest if you can tell me something you're, you're kind of not very good at oh okay <laughs> well i have the one of the worst memory okay i have a basically i feel like i have like a floppy disk in my brain <laughs> So if there's anything new that happens, it like shoves anything that I might not necessarily need in my brain out like straight away. So like song lyrics to people's songs that I've listened to for years, can't remember them. So that I'm, t- I'm also really, really bad at making plans. So unless like my, I have, a, I have a wonderful team who does that for my career in my life because I would be so fucked. <laughs> I just, I cannot, like I'm so bad at replying to people. So there's a lot of things I'm bad at. I'm bad at replying to people. I'm bad at making plans. I'm bad at um, remembering things. So okay, I, don't, I, feel... I don't really know how I do this okay. job. <laughs> Rina Sawayama is not perfect. She doesn't know how to make plans. <laughs> I have no idea how to make plans. I'm terrible. Okay, that leaves us in a better <laughs> place, I guess. Now we just have to get the acting, the singing, the politics and <laughs> all that stuff checked. And we're just like Rina. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much for taking time. Um, you're playing tonight uh, at, hang on, let me just look it up. 11, 11 o'clock at yes. Toes. And we've got to look out for, beg for you. Yeah, I don't know. Just maybe. Like, maybe. Just like, maybe. Who knows? And every know. other we're song not- played by Miss Rina Samayama and we'll be there just... Yeah, going crazy like come, I, I, come to come to the to, is it twos you say, you say twos. toes toes Tau, toes yeah like toes it's catalan oh catalan okay toes <laughs> come to the toes stage at 11pm and we can slay together and is there anyone else you're really looking forward to seeing after you've played uh, before I've played I would love to see Casey Musgraves because I'm obsessed with her music um and yeah but I mean I would love I mean I think I'm gonna try and stay after because I've got a day off tomorrow so I'm just gonna try and stay and enjoy it a bit um usually I, it, with festivals with most artists you just have to like come in and then you, you're out and then you mm-hmm. don't get to like see any of the the music but um yeah 
Um, definitely Casey, and then you know Miss Miss XEX. I don't know. I'm just saying, she's pretty. Pa- she's pretty. She, fab. She's pretty good. Do she's you know her? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Have she you heard of her? her? She's great. <laughs> Thank you win. so much. Thank you. Um, thanks to everyone for for coming to listen. Thank um, you so much. Are you keeping hydrated? Are you wearing sunscreen? I hope. Please the wear ones sunscreen. on the sun are not dying of a heat. Yeah, please just drink lots of water and make sure that yeah you're keeping hydrated. That's very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you tonight. Thank you. Thank and you. very looking forward to it. And uh, David, see you. See you later. Primavera Sound 2022. Proudly presented by Cupra.